This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from press conferences and interview breakout sessions with Ohio State players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. This episode comes from Ryan Day's press conference on Tuesday, August 6th, the second presser of the 2019 Ohio State fall football camp. During the session, Day said that he thought that they had up to seven offensive linemen ready to contribute significantly right now. He also said that he likes how the wide receivers have been performing in camp and that it was, quote, still too early to name a starting quarterback. Okay, Ryan. If you're finding us on the website, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts because we will be bringing you a ton of podcast coverage during the football season from every imaginable perspective. More on that in the coming weeks. So without further ado, here's Ryan Day. Hey guys, I just wanted to start off... um... By just saying that, you know, everybody here, our, our prayers and thoughts are with, with those um, who got affected by the tragedies in, in Dayton, El Paso, and, and Dallas uh, recently, um, and how mental health is, you know, squarely in the news and on our minds right now. And that's, that's why Nina and I have decided to, you know, uh, grow awareness through on our sleeves and, and why it's so important to break these stigmas in terms of mental mental health because it shows itself so many different ways. And um, I think it's just really, really important. I just want to, um, you know, send out prayers and thoughts to all those involved. So and with that, we'll start with any questions. Uh, second row right here, Tony. Uh, Ryan, we saw today freshman offensive line were over in one group. Harry Miller was with the ones and the twos. What has put it there? Uh, just mostly depth. Yeah, uh, mostly, you know, our depth. We're, we're trying to get some of the younger guys or threes just um, – you know, more and more work. We just, you know, maybe tomorrow he'll go over with the other group. We're just trying to break those guys up. We have such big numbers now in the old line. It went from uh, being very thin in the spring to um, an influx of, of guys over there. So uh, it's such a developmental position, and we just want to make sure they get enough reps. Right tackle, which we saw in the spring. How do you balance wanting the best five, his versatility? Do you... Little stud, try a bit left guard, right guard, or do you want to be right tackle? He's at right tackle now. Uh, the good thing for for Brandon is he's got a lot of versatility, so uh, he's played some different positions for us. You know, a lot of the calls are the same, so you can you can kind of move if you understand the offense uh, and understand the calls. You know, a you know a double team on the front side is very similar to a double team on the back side. Uh, and pass protection is a little different, uh, but he's done both. Um, I think he feels confident really for the first time on that leg, which is great for him. And so he's practicing with a lot of energy right now. Third row, right, uh, Rob. Call me out, guard. Um, Mike Yersich, everyone talks about you replacing Urban, but he replaces you. What did you see in him? Um, how would you guys work through this idea of, you know, he called plays the last, last six years and that's not going to happen. How did that go? And uh, 
Talk about what he brought. Yeah, you know, early on in the process when we sat down and talked, he wanted to be a part of Ohio State. He's an Ohio native, uh, his wife, and, and so they wanted to come back home. Um, but they also wanted to be part of Ohio State and wanted to be a, be a Buckeye. And so early on, we just talked about uh, how much respect, you know, we have for each other and that we're going to do this thing together. Um, you know, we're going to coach those guys together. And then as time goes on and he understands our system because uh, we are going to keep our system our system, um, you know, then he'll kind of be able to, uh, run with it a little bit more and more, um, you know, a little bit more involved in the spring. And, and, and then I think as we go, you know, n- into next year, be less and less involved. Um, but he's uh, understanding of that. He's got great ideas. Um, you know, he comes in with unbelievable ideas, has really good energy on the field. Um, I think he's done a good job of building a relationship with those guys in a short period of time because it's a unique situation. Um, but his track record speaks for itself. So his ideas and thoughts and, and different issues that he's run into in different games, I think, is going to be a huge asset for us. Clone of yourself, or do you want something different? Bring different ideas and just uh, the number one thing is, you know, it's hard because as you as you get guys who have experience, uh, sometimes they want to do it their way, and um, you know, we're going to do it the way that we do it here. Um, but when there's good ideas and we can enhance the scheme, we'll do that. Uh, so that was the first thing. It's hard to find somebody with a lot of experience who's willing to kind of do it our way. Um, so that was that was the first thing. And then somebody that's innovative uh, and, and who wants uh, to learn but also has so much to, to bring to the table. And that's that's hard to find out there. You know, typically it's either an older guy who wants to do it their way or it's somebody who's younger who doesn't quite have the experience and enough to bring to the table. So I thought he was a perfect fit that way, and he's been so far. Brian Dana, that seemed like he was all the way out the door after the Rose Bowl to leave. He said he was even preparing, I think at one point, to go find an apartment in Dallas. How surprised were you guys as the staff when he changed course there and decided to come back? Well, we weren't surprised because uh, we sat down and spent a lot of time talking to him. <clears throat> um, we all believed in our hearts that if somebody should you know, go play in the NFL like Dwayne or, or or obviously Nick, you know, those those are things we support and um, you know, we, we obviously want to be there for them, but we sat down and didn't think that was the best thing for Damon and gave him all the reasons why had a lot of people involved with, the, with, with the conversation. Um, you know, we had to meet Jeff and I think once he met Jeff, they were, they were, uh, they had a long conversation in the hall. We're in a staff meeting and he walked in and said, I'm coming back and the whole staff went crazy. It was a big deal for us. And he also had to do a bunch of work, um, this spring. Um, you know, truth be told, he, he had a lot of work to do. And he dug himself out of that hole and got a whole bunch of credits this spring, had to get a few classes this this summer, and and he just graduated the other day. So I'm really proud of where he is. And, um, you know, this is one of those stories that I hope we're we're saying at this time next year about how he dug himself out of that hole academically, came around, and had a really great senior year because I'm proud of where he's at. What does that mean for the rotation there? You've got Akuda and Arnett, and then maybe looking for a third guy instead of someone, a different guy to be the second starter. What does that mean? Back. Well, yeah, it's it's huge because you got hit, you have um, you know you got Damon, you have Sean, you have Jeff, uh, you have some of those young guys that are pushing like you know Damon, I mean um, Seven, and then those guys. So uh, really talented, and, and now you can actually put them on all the field together if you want, uh, which it's pretty good out there. And so um, that that was a big deal for us. And so now that it's just you know veteran guys have to play veteran though. You know he's got to go play now at that level, and, and I think he will. Ryan, you have a good group of veteran receivers coming back that I'm sure you'll be counting on. Who are some inexperienced wide receivers that you feel like have to step up for you this year? Yeah, the younger guys are, you know, Elijah Gardner, Jalen Harris. 
Uh, they've been in the program here for a couple of years, and so now you know, it's time for them to step up and really help on special teams, fill that gap there, but then also help in the field at receiver. And so Jalen plays X and, and Elijah plays Z, and and it's about time, you know. And, and they've they've shown some improvement. They've they've done some good things and flashed a couple, uh, you know, the first practices. But then there's also the young guys, you know, Jalen Gill and then and then Garrett and Jamison. Jamison's a little bit behind because he just got here uh, and didn't have the opportunity to go through the whole spring, but uh, he's flashed, and, and you know we think Garrett's going to help us this year. Fifth-year seniors, not just on the roster, but guys that are going to make an impact. I mean, I counted 11 guys that are fifth-year seniors that could make an impact. It seems like that's pretty rare, but I imagine that's a good thing to have so many uh, experienced veteran guys, so many older guys to lean on. Yeah, they, it's funny. There, there's kind of like two different models. There's the there's the, the the guy who comes in and kind of plays in his first three years and leaves the Nick and the, and the Dwayne, but then there's also the guys who get developed and, and hang in here for five years and and so uh, both have um, you know really positives to the program. But it's great to have older guys. Um, you know, we play against some teams in our league who make a living off of fifth year seniors. You know, they're 22 year old men. And and sometimes we're playing with freshmen because you know they are so talented they want to get them on the field right away they're 18 year old and um, and so you know I think it's good to have a good influx of older guys guys who are 21 22 years old that are men who bring leadership and chemistry. Ryan, you guys talked a lot about Harry in the spring even though he wasn't he wasn't here yet. Um, like how, how realistic is it that, that he might be a key contributor for you guys as a freshman? Like, and, and how do you feel about the depth at center? It seemed like he was there and Matthew had moved over to guard. Like, it's, In your mind, is he, should he be your number two center this year behind Josh? I don't know. I don't know if he should be. I think that he has the ability to. I think he's going to have to continue to grow as the season goes on. Um, I, I do see him getting on the field. How much will be dependent upon our depth. Uh, injuries, uh, how the season goes, a lot of different things, and how he develops in the next couple of weeks. But he has the ability. He's very intelligent. Uh, he can process. He can bend. He can do those things. So, um, you know, we have a couple guys in there, uh, you know, that are that are candidates to be the backup center. But but right now he's doing a good job. He's learning quickly. And and I think once we get through this week, I'll have a better idea. But so far, he's 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 fitting good. He understands it. But for a center, there's a lot as a freshman. There's a lot of calls. There's there's just a lot going on. You have to snap the ball. And um, a lot of added responsibility there. Um, you know, even Josh as a freshman, you know, he was a little overwhelmed. And now he's really, you know, found a stride. And I'm really proud of the way Josh Myers is practicing right now. You know, but that, that took a little time. And um, you know, even Billy, Mike, you know, they started to guard and they moved to center. So there's a lot going on at center. But, but he's a guy, he's got a high capacity, and, and I think he'll do fine. This is kind of a similar question, I guess, about a different guy. Um, I think most people understand that offensive line takes a little longer, maybe some other positions to develop. But... Nick Petit was one of the best top high school players in the country. Does that factor into how you project him, and should he should he be ready to start now? Because he was a top ten national prospect, even though it does take time for linemen typically a little longer than position. Yeah, sometimes when, when the recruits get in here as freshmen, you know, we have them come up in front of the team and introduce themselves, and and then some of the guys will say, "How many stars did you have?" And the minute it comes out of their mouth, they all yell, "We don't care!" You know, not not t- not writing those words, but you, you can just imagine what they say. Nobody cares. Stars don't mean a thing. It's like being a first or second round draft pick. You know, nobody. You have to produce. This is a game of production. So, but, but that being said, uh, Nick has put on twenty pounds. Uh, he's improved immensely. He's been developed. Uh, he's doing a really good job. Uh, I'm really proud of where he's at, and I think he's going to really help us this year. And he's he's battling hard to be a starter right now. Right next door, Art. Hey Ryan. Um, just to uh, piggyback a little bit off of Dave, does Garrett Wilson? 
I think the people feel like he is going to or, or expect. I know stars don't matter, right? But that he's supposed to have that certain talent to be able to play immediately, and that he might even be good enough to, to flash and jump over some guys who've been in the program. Can you feel that from him? Do you see that? Is it too early? I mean, somebody that's uh, well, the good thing for us is he, we had him in the spring, so we saw him flash. Um, he does have a lot of ability um, he, because he has so much talent. Uh, he has to learn how to uh, develop discipline and skill. That, that's critical for him. You know, we sat down and had those conversations. He's working on it, um, but he has a lot of talent. And and so we, we've lost we lost a couple guys there. And and so we're going to have to play depth this year, like we always have. So uh, he's fighting right now. You know, for for a backup spot and, and an opportunity to play because if you're a backup receiver at Ohio State, you're playing a lot of football. The way that we we rotate those guys. And so uh, he's right there right now. And, um, and and how he practices over the next couple of weeks is going to determine how much he plays. But but uh, he's he's flashed for sure. Demario McCall, um, I know that he's going to be uh, using the kicking game some, and you know he's running back, and maybe he could go to H. But when you look at just like contributing on offense, there's some guys in front of him that aren't going to come off the field much, just based on who they are. What is a realistic way that you could envision using him if he's healthy, if he flashes? I mean, is he somebody that could get a 15-snap type situation, a game, pack? I mean, how – Yeah, without, without giving away too many things, I mean, the first thing he's got to do is he's got to become the backup running back. That, that's the first thing he has to do, um, and that's what he's working on right now. Um, but he's worked at receiver for, um, you know, different camps, whether it was spring camp, bowl practice, or preseason. So he has a, a wide variety of skills. And so there's a lot of things that we can do with him. You saw that towards the end of last year. So – um, we're really just focusing on him being the backup running back because J.K. can't handle all that by himself. He's going to need help. And so if, you know, if we can find a legitimate backup running back, which we really don't have right now, we don't have that. We have a lot of guys battling for it, but we do not have a legitimate backup running back right now. Um, and if he can win that job, then that, that'll be his role, and then we can expand that as we go. If he doesn't, then we have to figure out a package for him. But um, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the backup role right now that, that is critical for us on offense and trying to figure out who that is. To have on the field in some capacity or the other. Um, I don't know if we have to have him on the field, but he's 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 a weapon. But you know he didn't practice in the spring, and um, you know he's he's done some good things. And you know again, do, do I think he has a chance to be a good player? Yes. Uh, I just think that you know he's got to prove it. Uh, front row left, Mitch. Uh, Ryan, defense uh, had their struggles last year. Uh, basically, the same guys are back in camp this year. Uh, are you seeing anything out of them the first few days? Any kind of attitude, chip on the shoulder? Well, I, I saw, uh, I think, four interceptions today. Um, that was uh, really good to see. I think Josh Proctor had two, and Jordan had another one. I, I think there was another one somewhere in there, too. You know, they're flying to the ball. They're making plays on the ball. They're playing uh, with vision, and uh, they're producing right now. And so there's a lot of energy that way. Um, I think there's there's a good attitude, you know, leadership up front, um, and then the linebackers, um, you know, really working on, you know, being tough, creating an edge. You know, we got to be tough. We got to tackle, and so uh, I do. I, I see that. I, I think it's a hungry group. But again, you know, you don't really don't know until you start playing games. But there's a lot of positive momentum right now. Uh, right next door, Doug. Um, Ryan, with basically four new starters on the offensive line, you see. Jonah looks like a guy who can be a one-year plug-and-play guy for you. But um, if you talking about Nick, as we talked before, but also Josh and Wyatt, they're young, 
But when you think about offensive line recruiting, when you think about development, if you end up with three new starters on the offensive line who are all top 50 national recruits, and again, you throw the stars out the window, but is there something here of how you would like to recruit offensive line, how would like you would like to develop offensive line, that if those are the young guys coming up fighting to start, does that look like how you want it to look? Yeah, for sure. You know, we want to recruit big guys who are athletic. And I think when you look at offensive linemen nowadays, you, you see very athletic guys. Even you know, the big guy, well, a great example of the three guys that we just brought in this year, Harry Miller, very athletic. Uh, you look at him, he's over 300 pounds, but he's very, very athletic and lean. Uh, Enoch Viamahe uh, came in at 257 pounds. He's now 293, if you can believe that. In two months, he's put on that much weight. Uh, very, very athletic. And then Dewan Jones, if you look at Dewan Jones, he's uh, 6'8", 380 pounds. But he's, he's not, I know it sounds crazy, but he's not uh, a sloppy-looking guy. He's put together. He needs to lose weight. But they're all very, very good athletes. And so we want to recruit really good athletes. Nick Petit is a really good athlete. And when you, when you recruit really good athletes and you can put weight on them and then you can develop them the way we're developing them right now, that's the idea. Do you have a... Your philosophy of the punt return game, yeah. how does your belief uh, in your offense affect what you might want in a punt returner? And for, like, if you really believe in your offense, do you kind of just say, let's just catch it, and we believe we can get down the field and score? And if your offense is struggling, are you willing to maybe put a guy out there who might be, I don't know, a little more of a risk but might have a chance to break something? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think um there's there's the safe play like you said and and then there's the aggressive play i think there's two aggressive plays i think like you said uh first way is to go block a punt and you know there's a little risk when you go get a punt because if you if you if you get a 15 yard penalty you know now you know you're flipping the field and you're giving you know the offense the ball back again well uh you know that's that's a risk we i think we have some really good guys to go get punts but you know so we're going to be aggressive that way i think in the return game um i think you try to find your most dynamic guy uh, but at the end of the day, ball security is critical. So can we find a guy who's really dynamic with the ball in his hands who also can secure the ball? Because we're not going to put a guy back there uh, that you know, has the uh, risk of putting the ball on the ground. We just can't do that. You know, We're too explosive on offense, and, and we're not going to do that. So uh, the idea is to have the ball at the end of the play, but when we can be aggressive and it's smart, we'll do that. Who are your best gunners right now? Uh, you know, it's a battle because we have to replace Terry and, and those guys. But, you know, Jeff Okuda's done it. Chris Olave's done it. and They've done it at a high level. But there's a lot of guys in there that, that are competing right now for that job. So uh, that's that's a really important position that nobody was going to talk about. But it's huge for us. I mean, it won us the Michigan State game. And so, um, you know, Matt, Matt is doing a really good job in the meetings. And I'm involved in those meetings. And Brian Hartline's, you know, and, and Jeff Athley, all those guys are pushing those guys because it's going to come from the receiver or the DB room. And that's just important is finding our X receiver. No, we're only four days in. Is it too early for you to start to get a sense of this team's personality, identity? What kind of strikes you about this team? So they like each other. There's a chemistry here. Um, they like being around each other. You can just tell. Uh, there's not a lot of clicks. They kind of hang together. They they like being here. They have a, um, a certain energy about them. They're positive, um, and so the chemistry is there. Um, I think there's there's leadership capability. We'll see as we get going. I think it's developing. But until you really play in, in that first game and you get in the locker room and someone stands up in front of the team and says, get on my back, here we go, you don't really know. Um, but, I, but we do see it. Uh, I think we have some great candidates. We have some really good young men in the program. I mean, great people. Uh, you know, some of, the, some of the most mature guys I've been around. And so there's, there's a maturity here, and maybe that has to do with the fifth-year seniors and that – 
and some maybe some younger guys who have been through it had to play to, you know early on defense and um, you know took a few shots and, and now they're here and they haven't gone anywhere so whatever that is there is a chemistry here um, you know the quarterback room is typically a leader uh, but but it's such a fresh group right there that it's got to come from somewhere else. Um, you mentioned the four interceptions, but you're happy about on defense. Probably not so happy as a quarterback coach. Uh, can you give an update on, on that position? Yeah, no, uh, they're competing. They're learning. We're installing. It's not about um, you know really finding a rhythm with a game plan or anything like that. And anytime you install, you're, you know you're still trying to figure things out. And there's only one way to learn, and that's that's to fail. And once you fail, you know now if you if, if you continue to fail and do the same thing, then you got a problem. But but now, now's the time, and, and um, so those guys are doing a good job. They're learning, and they're going to make mistakes right now. And uh, if they're making the same mistakes in a week from now, then we got a major problem. But, but, uh, but all good so far. You mentioned you're looking for a legitimate backup running back. What needs to happen there? Well, I think <clears throat> first off, they got to take care of the ball. That's number one. Ball security is critical for us. We have to secure the ball. We have to block. We have to tackle. And so their job is to secure the ball. They have to do a good job in protection, um, you know, picking up blitzes, which J.K. and Mike did an excellent job of last year. And, and I don't think that our offensive line and our running backs got enough credit last year for the protection that they, they gave Dwayne. When I look back on what they did in some of the bigger games, it was unbelievable. They, we didn't give up a lot of sacks. We picked up blitzes. And even in one-on-one battles, we won a lot of those battles. And so there's a reason why teams stopped blitzing us, and that's because we picked up uh, pressure. And so running backs got to be able to do that. And then they gotta they gotta make a hard five and hard six run. I mean that that's what we're asking this year. We're not the home runs will come. We want those guys to get good pad level. We want them to, to you know run the ball where it's supposed to be run, and then win on contact. So you know if, if a linebacker's there to make a tackle or if a safety comes up and a tackle, we want them to run through contact like a lot of running backs have done here in the past, and and play with toughness and, and great pad level. The first time Urban was also was this the first time Urban was at practice at all, and what was that like having? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it, it was. Uh, he said he was going to stop by the other day, and it's always good to have him around. Yeah, Ryan, as you, as you watch today, you're all in full pads. Is uh, might have been the first full pad practice. Uh, helmets and shoulder pads. Helmet, today. Oh, helmet and shoulder yeah, pads. Yeah. So it wasn't full pad. Yeah. Was there anybody on both sides of the ball? Obviously, Josh Proctor, two interceptions. Though. Yeah. But who who really flashed? A couple guys who caught your eye. That maybe people don't know about yet. I mean, that you're sitting here going, you know, I, I go talk about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to see, um, you know, the guy make a play. It's easy to see the you know Proctor make two interceptions. You know, you all, everyone can see that. Uh, and when you're in practice, there's so much going on, and you know, I'm screaming and yelling about this and moving around from drill to drill. It's easier to see on the film. You know, we're getting on the film here in about five minutes, and and then once you get on the film, you can really see it from a better view. Uh, but I think there's because I don't want to sell anybody short because I think there's a lot of guys working out there and and some guys are stepping up. Do y'all have new rules? I mean, have you evolved in how you will hit when full contact goes? I mean, yeah. What is different from this year even compared to last year as, um, as you approach it? Yeah. So um, we just have to be very careful about our tackling. You know, now we're going to do a tackle drill every time we have full pads on. Um, you know, now are we? Allowed to take guys to the ground every day? No, but we're going to try to, um, you know, when we have full pads on. But in our team drills, we still really don't take many people to the ground. Um, you know, we have to be really smart about that. You, know, you only get so many shots. Um, so finding the right balance of how many times do we tackle, how many times do we not tackle, and being a good tackling team, uh, that's, that's the balance. And, you know, when I talk to some of my other, you know, guys that I know who are head coaches and colleagues, I mean, that's the million-dollar question. 
and uh, we'll do the best we can with it and um, you know, try to teach it every day. There will be some certain times we'll do some drills that will be live and make sure the right guys are in there to see if they can tackle and see if they can break tackles, but also being smart. And final questions. Uh, back row right. Play. Nobody surging then at quarterback in, in your mind? Again, still too early. Yeah, still too early. But uh, you know, Justin had a really good practice two days ago. Um, you know, and, and um, you know, flash a little bit. I think it was day two, or maybe it was day three. But, um, but overall, it's still really early. Do you think Urban was a frustrated coach today, or an eager reporter? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know his his golf game's going good, and he seems happy. So, coach, thank you very okay, much. Okay, thanks.